Welcome to Biblical Christian Worldview's Selective Article Podcast. So let's get started. Today's podcast is entitled A Testimony of a Biblical Christian, which is my testimony. I was uh, an atheist for most of my life. I believed that religion, any religion, was a crutch for those who were falling, or rather failing in life on earth, and needed both an excuse and a hope for the future. I was doing just fine on my own and didn't need Jesus or anyone else telling me what to do. Over the course of six years, a small business I had taken over slowly failed, went bankrupt, and our family was also forced into personal bankruptcy. It was a mess. In that lengthy process, my accountant kept telling me about Jesus. Candidly, I found myself in the position of needing a source of hope for the future, a crutch, if you will. So I started digging into Christianity. I spent about two years actively poking around the Bible, researching creation, dinosaurs, the fall of man, miracles, angels, Satan, etc., I started exploring online sermons, talking to pastors, reading books, listening to tapes, uh, a whole lot of tapes, and all that stuff. Finally, I landed on the resurrection of Christ as something of a proof text on Christianity. I bought books outlining how it could have been disproved that Jesus rose from the dead. As I read, I concluded that this guy actually did die and come back to life. Well, there was a great deal more involved, but in March of 1989, I intellectually told my pestering evangelical friend, who was my accountant, that I believed in the resurrection of Christ. Further, once I believe something as crazy as that, then all the rest, you know, the Bible, started fitting into place like a giant puzzle that I had been building for years, but had never seen the forest for the trees. So God dragged me, kicking and screaming, to the cross of Christ, and consequently to the Word, the Bible, which I believed, finally, was written by God and not just by man. However, I was still destined for eternity in hell in March of 1989. The reason that was I believed intellectually that Christ died for my sins, but that was not enough for eternal life. Romans 10.9 talks about the need to confess that Jesus is not only our Savior, but also our Lord. That requires more than intellectual assent. It requires a heart change. That event for me took place on April 15th, 1989 when I sincerely prayed to accept Jesus for the forgiveness of my sins and to the best of my sin-cursed ability, follow him as my Lord. God used a crisis in my life to get me on my knees, begging for relief from my failures. Had that accountant not been in my life and had I not experienced the emotional pain of financial collapse, I would still be a staunch atheist today. However, from a supernatural perspective, I believe it was God's will, unknown to me at the time, that was what was truly in play. 
So my belief in the Bible starts with the resurrection of Christ while seeing the rest of the pieces of God's fulfilled prophecy and plan fit into place so perfectly. When one believes the Bible as written by man, then one can paraphrase verses as they wish based on the cultural trends of the day. But when one believes the scripture was written by God, perfect in all he chooses to illuminate, and simply penned by man, then the responsibility for what it says, especially the parts I don't personally agree with, is taken out of our hands and put in his. Many consider true Christians as holier-than-thou antagonists and hypocrites. There's truth in those descriptions. As saved sinners, we try to navigate God's word juxtaposed against changing cultural norms. For those willing to openly hold firm to their beliefs, persecution is just part of the Lord. what the Lord has predicted for his children. However, incredibly more than offsetting this potential negative is the faith and blessings that come from a personal relationship with the creator of the universe and the joy that will come from spending eternity with the Lord in heaven. The key to that, quote, peace that transcends all understanding, unquote, that comes from Philippians 4, 7, is so simple and yet so profound. The late Billy Graham, along with millions of others, have expressed the process in the same way. Salvation comes through God's grace alone and not through our efforts. It's a sincere, faith-based decision to accept that Jesus Christ died for my sins, miraculously rose from the grave, and to have a willingness to accept him as the Lord of my life. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 say, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not of your own doing, it's a gift from God, not by works, so that no one may boast. And finally, Romans 10, 9 and following, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. God bless you as you serve him today. Today's podcast article was brought to you by bcworldview.org, providing honest reporting and analysis on the intersection of contemporary issues and theology based on a biblical Christian worldview. May God bless you as you continue to walk through this life with our Savior and Lord.